0: cover to cover a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life i am your host songwriter matt Targa. thanks for joining us today we humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way as an artist a concert goer through our headphones or as something that simply lives in our everyday background our guest today comes to us from Florida by way of the Washington, D.C. area. She is one Brittany Valant, and one half of the band Wall of Trophies with drummer Will Copps. Right now, Brittany is working on a solo album and Wall of Trophies is working on their third album, which has been delayed because of COVID and the inability to get together because of it. Uh, so when COVID is uh, hopefully under control, she hopes to finish both projects. In November 2020, she released a solo EP called My Best Wishes to You, and in December 2020, she released her first solo EP, Songs for Someone Else. If you appreciate anniversary celebrations for albums, Wall of Trophies first released Heliograph on this exact day we are recording today in 2016, which is January the 29th, and then followed by the album Semaphore in spring 2019. Previously, she was part of a three member band called Britney Jean with the aforementioned Will Cops on drums and Brian Young on bass. For our conversation today, we'll be discussing Greenville, Texas's Ben Queller and his debut album known as Sha Sha, which was initially released as a CDR in 2000 and then later recast in March 2002 by releasing it on ATO Records, only with some new material. For those unfamiliar with Ben, he was a member of a supergroup appropriately called the Bens, consisting of Ben himself, Ben Folds, and Ben Lee. Sha Sha was recorded at Muscle Shoal Studio in Alabama in 2002 at Sound in New York City. So without further ado, let's get to know our guest today. Brittany Valant. It is really great to catch up with you. It's been probably several years. Uh, We were musicians in the D.C., Northern Virginia area for a good while, and I'm really glad that you uh, are in the process of recording some new material. How's it going?
1: Yeah, of course. No, it's going all right, and it's good to hear from you. I think uh, it's been a few years and a few kids later uh, for the both of us,
0: that's right, yeah. But
1: I yeah. think um, when I was in the original band that I was in, we had our first show, and I think that you opened. Um, oh, my
0: God, yeah. Or you?
1: I don't know what the order was, but you were there with us. It was at the Red and – no, was it, at, yeah. the the it was at the Red and the Black?
0: It was not the Red and the Black. It was that old – yeah, that was like early 2010s, I think. it was. It was you guys, I opened for you, and then there was a band sandwiched in the middle. I want to say – Big green cherry.
1: Oh wow, you've got a great memory. I don't remember that, but I should.
0: I think yeah, they had a whole like slew of songs talking about how you know people can be eco-friendly. I remember that from their set list. That was a that was a really fun gig.
1: It was wow. I'm gonna yeah. have to look that up too.
0: Yeah, the uh, the set list or show archives.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. I
1: don't know. We'll yeah. we'll see where it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Today, we're going to be talking about Greensville, Texas's Ben Queller and his debut solo record, Sha Sha, which was released, I believe, back in 2002. But there was an earlier iteration of that in 2000 where it was released as a CDR. Um, but for all intents and purposes, um, I think we're going to be talking about the release that was on ATO Records. So, um, where did it all begin for you? How did you discover Ben Queller?
1: Oh my gosh, my story is such a girl's story. <laughs> my, it was kind of two things all at once. Um, so I was, I think, a sophomore in high school, uh, maybe, and um, I had this huge crush on this guy, <laughs> and he was the reason I originally learned how to play guitar. And a lot of the reason I got into the bands that I got into, which is so embarrassing to say, especially on a podcast. Hopefully he doesn't (laughs) listen. I don't think he will. But (laughs) I um, found a mix CD that he had made and left behind. Um, We used to work at the same pool. We used to go to the same pool. And he had this mix CD. And so I listened to it, and I fell in love with Ben Queller. But I didn't know it was Ben Queller because there's no – guide. There was no written out, you know, you know how you used to write on your mix CDs, like what all the tracks were. There was no writing on the CD, and I didn't want him to, to know that I had taken the CD he left behind. Oh, So um, it wasn't until my best friend at the time, her name was Teresa, she, somehow we were listening to music, and she said, oh, this is Ben Queller, and I was like, oh, that's the song I love off this CD, and So, you know, worlds collided and she loved Shasha and she showed me the rest of his music. And we both just fell in love with Ben Queller and, you know, Shasha.
0: We are talking with Brittany Valance here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about all things Ben Queller and about his debut record, uh, Shasha, that was released back on on ATO Records in 2002. Brittany, can you tell us a couple of the players that happened to be accompanying Ben on this record?
1: You know what? I wish I did know, but I, I know they were some important people. I, I did do some reading up, but they were never really, that was something that I never really looked into very much. Um, did you look into that?
0: You know, it's, I, I did a little bit. Um, John Kent, uh, played drums on the original version and Mm -hmm. he also provided some backing vocals and, uh, Josh LaTanzi played played bass, and there was a bit of a carryover between John and Josh in the sense that both of those guys were in uh, a band called Radish.
1: Oh, oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah.
0: They kind of dubbed themselves. I want to say it was something like sugar metal or something like that. So this yes. pre- predates this, you know, this solo record. But yeah, he he did call on a couple of his his uh, buddies to uh, to be a part of this album.
1: Right, which is an important part of Ben Queller in general. He was in a band, like, from the time he was, I I think, like, he was 12 when they started it, um, called Radish. And uh, it it has this great song called Little Pink Stars, and it's just like a heavy, whatever, sugar metal, punk rock song. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really where Ben Queller started, and then uh, he moved towards his solo stuff, and... I mean, you went on and on to, like, play with other people like Guster and, you know, Ben Folds, Ben Lee. They had an album together.
0: Yeah, the Benz. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the (laughs) Benz. I remember listening to the Benz, but the only way you could find, like, a lot of Ben Quiller stuff was to look on Napster, I think, was still saying, or... You know, just all those other websites where you could find really cool live versions, and I went onto iTunes this week to see if I could find any of them, and I can't. So I don't know where these songs exist if we don't have these illegal downloading, uh, you know, places to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a really good question. They must hung in the balance for a little while. Hopefully, those songs get a light of day again.
1: Yeah, yeah, or like live versions. I remember mm-hmm. he had this really awesome live version of ice ice baby and <laughs> it was so good and i don't know where i can find that i maybe i can look into the youtube universe and mm-hmm. see if i can find it again because yeah i remember thinking it was so cool and so different
0: always fun to go down a youtube rabbit hole
1: yes yes <laughs>
0: for, for sure <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking with Brittany valet here on cover to cover with that talk about ben queller um we know that this is a debut album from him. Um, Obviously, you know, a, a whole, you know, large portion of his catalog. Do you, you know, based on what you know about Radish since that predated this solo record, do you think that this was kind of a departure in sound for Ben with the solo album? Or do you think that there were some hints, you know, of what Radish was up to a few years prior and Ben was, you know, trying to figure out ways of expounding on that sound?
1: That's a really interesting uh, question and point because I do think that you can hear influences of Radish um, with the heavier guitar parts in the real rock parts of his album. But I also think that where Ben Queller probably comes in more by himself is it becomes a little quirkier uh, and just a little offbeat you know very unique and i think that's how he kind of makes a departure from radish but it's not just rock and roll it's a little bit and you know it's a little bit of something i can't even put my fingers on he just sounds so different still than any other artist i've ever heard
0: mm-hmm. it feels like a good segue to talk about the actual tracks on the album um would you like to literally cover all of them or do you want to handpick some of your absolute favorites that speak to you
1: oh man i like all of them they're all awesome so okay. i don't know maybe we can go through all of them let's do it let's do it okay let me let me um pull up a track list this is yeah. embarrassing
0: no 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 i've got i've got one right here as a guide if you want
1: well i've got okay i got it okay well okay. so we can start with how it should be shasha right uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. I remember the first time I heard this song. It's so different. It's so cool. You, I wonder, what is he even talking about? Uh, it, it's just these unique lyrics that I feel like if anyone else sang it, it wouldn't work quite the same way that it works with him. And it's not – this is going to sound terrible, but it's not even that he has the most beautiful or fantastic or – jaw-dropping voice in the world, he just has a sound that's just... His voice sounds very unique. You you can never mistake who's singing this song. It's Ben Queller. And I think that's part of what makes him great, in my opinion.
0: I love the squealing keyboards on this track. And Mm -hmm. his vocals sound really controlled, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a very... It's almost like it's a simple song, uh, but it has so much going on. And the piano, it just sounds so cool. And I just love the way it builds up. It's not like it gets very loud or very rock and roll, but it does have a build up. And, oh, what, one other thing I love about Ben Queller is all his ba in the background and all his vocals, his extra vocals that he throws in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I
1: just love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, cool production technique. Sometimes it sounds like he's doubling or tripling his vocals to give it some extra texture here and there. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I agree. It's this is just a really cool track to to start off with, um, and love the reference to planet of the Planet of the Apes as well.
1: Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that yeah. Too. yeah. I don't know. I don't know really like if he wrote this song about anything specific, but it seems like he did, and I don't know. In my own songwriting, sometimes I wish I could. Like, I don't think could we? Could you, I Matt, ever reference Planet of the Apes in one of our songs and make it sound as cool as Ben Queller did in Sha? Sha?
0: Oh God, absolutely not. It would no feel way. very unnatural for me. I don't. I don't really know why, but right. It, yeah, right. It just creatively, I just don't feel like I could. I could fit it in. Right,
1: and that's the right word, unnatural. (laughs) Unnatural is exactly what it would be for us. But for him, he makes it happen and it works.
0: We're talking with Brittany Vallant here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about Ben Queller. Um, Let's move on to the next track. It's called Wasted and Ready.
1: Yeah, Wasted and Ready was one of his big, uh, I think it was the original single off this album. And it was the song on uh, that guy's, Nick CD. So it was the first song that I ever heard ha, from Ben yeah. Quiller. Um, uh-huh. So, of course, I don't know what to say about it really. I I was in the car with my daughter yesterday and I was listening. To Ben Queller, and I said, "We gotta listen to this whole thing. It's amazing. It's awesome." And she was rocking out to this song, and I thought, "Am I the worst mom ever?" Because he says a lot of inappropriate things.
0: He in sure does. Song. I I love to bring up the chorus just for just for the hell of it. I mean, she goes above and beyond her call of duty. She's a slut, but her ex thinks it's sexy. Sex reminds her of eating spaghetti. Right. I am I am wasted, but I'm ready. <laughs>
1: It's fantastic. Who,
0: yeah.
1: once again, Matt, you or I? We could never put that in a song and make it sound good or cool or acceptable.
0: Right. Maybe, maybe it would work a little bit syncopated, but even still, I don't think I could pull this one off. <laughs> no not
1: in a, not in
0: a, not in a thousand years.
1: Uh, and what I really loved about this song is um, there's I, it's when they're on the verses. There's this. I don't I should know what instrument it is. It's almost like a, a trumpet or something coming in. Mm-hmm. And just the way the guitar is being played, it really brings me back to a time. It makes me feel like I'm on a road trip or a coming-of-age thing. It just gives me that feeling. And then the bridge is just full-out rock and roll, like electric guitars, and it just makes you want to bang your head. And I just really love that.
0: Following Wasted and Ready, we have a tune called Family Tree. And when I heard this song for the first time, it had like this real, um, if you're familiar with the Beatles song, I'm Only Sleeping. Mm -hmm. It had that sort of, I don't know, that kind of rhythmic vibe and just a really like cool sort of shuffling quality to the drums. Um, What do you think about Family Tree?
1: Well, first of all, it's got the bop, bop. Um, like you were saying, kind of reminds (laughs) you of the Beatles and it's so cool. I think the first time I ever heard this song, I thought it was a little different um, especially coming after Wasted and Ready and and Shasha Mm -hmm. I thought it was a really interesting song and I've come to really love it because it basically is a story about you know, getting famous or you know, growing up but never forgetting about your family and what they mean to you and to make sure that you guys are taking care of each other, and I don't know, especially for how young he was and how young I was listening to this, I thought it was such a, a just a different song and and knowing where I am now, having grown up i I look back on this song and I love it even more because I see how valuable uh its lyrics its message was,
0: yeah, I think Ben was maybe nineteen or twenty at this point in time, so yeah he was a he was a young buck, if you yeah. will. Are, are there any particular lyrics that stick out for you as Family Tree?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess there's a there's definitely um, lyrics at the end here. So let's see. Oh, and I gotta say, it's not ba-ba's, it's bop bops. Um, I feel like our mutual friend Garrett would really love all the bop bops. And um, yeah and Ben Queller, yeah. but I don't know. I've yeah. never asked him.
0: Yeah. Jared, Jared, for our listeners, anybody that listens to the outro of this program is Jared Nicolay from uh, My New Mixtape. And uh, he has a new project, I believe, Suburban Hermit, That's uh, that he just released. He released a single under about a couple of weeks ago. Great yeah. guy. Yeah.
1: Everything he does is gold, in my opinion. Agree. Um, so there is a there is a part that I really like and As a teenager, I really loved this part, too. And he says, but who am I to preach a word or two when I can't lift my own head without you? If my mental state kept you from coming around, I hope the world would shoot me down for losing you. A broken branch I'd be if you weren't grown to me. And I just, I don't know. It just seems so deep. And even reading it now, it's it's just so beautiful. And uh, he's basically, you know, in my personal opinion, he's trying to say, like, I hope I don't ruin this, please. Like, I hope, you know, I know that I'm nothing without you. And if for some reason I lose my head, I hope that everyone, like, stops me from going too far because I need you. You know, my family is so important to me. And it makes me wonder what he went through um, to even write this song, like if something had happened, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is such a beautiful line really is. Um, I'm just, you know, staring at me in the face right now. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking with Brittany Fallon here on Cover to Cover with Matt Sarka, all about Ben Quiller and Shaw Shaw in 2002. Um, after Family Tree, we have a track called Commerce Texas. And uh, for me, this kind of reminded me of some of those earlier Wilco records from the mid nineties, like circa AM with like a little bit of like a little bit of pavement influence thrown in there. But, uh, what, uh, yeah,
1: a, that's, a, that's a great, um, comparison. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it,
0: after I thought about that, um, I decided to, you know, just go down my own rabbit hole. And if I could just mention something really briefly, um, Ben was about 19 at this point, And I found an article in that magazine, no depression. And, uh, At this point in Ben's career, he was playing some solo gigs opening for Jeff Tweedy, of all people, from Wilco. Kind of a a fascinating little article. It basically, you know, I won't go into the nitty-gritty here, but it just talked about, you know, a lot of his sort of tongue-in-cheek rock star poses with leaps and windmills. And, um, you know, for, for many artists, it might appear a little bit exaggerated from a guy who looks more like, and this is in quotes your Macaulay Calkin than your stereotypical rock and roller. But the article makes a point, makes a point to say that he's no poser ultimately. And he proves that to the sold out crowd, it was this place uh, in Massachusetts um, that he could certainly hold his own, you know, whether it was playing acoustic guitar, supplementing with harmonica and, you know, switching over to piano from time to time. So he had a lot of confidence as I'm trying to say at a really young age and you know, right. being around a guy like Jeff Tweedy, um, that must have been really kind of a kind of a dream in, in I would imagine in some respects.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting um point there. And and but I have to agree that uh, I don't mean to take go us off on the tangent, but uh I've seen Ben Queller live several times and he walks on. I remember one time he walked on, and I, sh- I, you know, I should remember what song he played right off the bat. But I mean, right away, hits hits his guitar chord real hard and straight into rock and roll. No like highs or like no doubt about it, just straight into it. It was yeah. amazing. And you're right, harmonica, piano. He is so talented, and he is just so good so good and so kind and just just seems like a really cool dude you know mm-hmm. and and the so first time, <laughs> yes yes and the first time i ever saw him uh i was so excited I, I was a sophomore in high school and of course i went with my friend Teresa, and my mom um asked my sister to take us cuz we were young and it was the 930 club uh, in D.C. Shout out to 930 Club in D.C. Um, totally. Yeah. And guess who opened for him? It was Kings of Leon. Do you remember Kings of Leon?
0: I do remember Kings of Leon. So Are they was,
1: still a thing?
0: I think they took a break. Um, I want to say the lead singer from Kings of Leon has kind of established a little bit of a solo career. But um, I might be thinking of a different act. But in any in any case, Kings of Leon, this would have been earlier in their career, right?
1: Well, get this, I always find this very interesting because Kings of Leon would blow up like a year later, like cover of all the magazines, like biggest band ever. But at this show, nobody, but but I feel like no one but me was listening to them. And actually people sat down, at, like the whole 930 clip, people sat down for their entire set. I've never seen anything like it. And it's actually really sad, but I also find it, fascinating or noteworthy because they ended up being such a good and big band and that people would sit down and not even care it just goes to show you that I feel like everyone is going to have shows like that sometime but I could tell I could tell there was something special about them and I think they were even younger uh I feel like their guitarist was unbelievably young at the time he was some kind of prodigy I should have like I'll say a million times I should remember but uh you know, you get older and you have kids and they suck your memory away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, that was a pretty cool thing. But, you know, uh, Ben Queller is great. I've met him a few times and he's always so generous and soft-spoken, but such a rock and roller and the best shows I've seen. Just just a fantastic guy. And it was um, just a joy to see him. And uh, the very first concert we ever went to, as well, I should probably just have a shout out to my friend Teresa at the end of the show she She went up to the stage to see if she could get one of his guitar picks and I just I'll never forget she crawled onto to the stage, and <laughs> next thing you know, one of the security guards has her by the wrist and takes <laughs> away the pick from her. Oh my gosh, so you gotta hand it to her for trying in the name of rock and roll.
0: That's right. <laughs> We are yeah. talking. We're talking with Brittany Vallon here on Cover to Cover with Matt Turk about Ben Queller, and um, that's a great story about Kings of Leon opening for Ben Queller once upon a time. And it goes to show to uh, always keep an open mind with who the supporting acts are for any artist that you might be going out to see. You
1: never Absolutely. know what. You
0: never know what's going to happen.
1: Right. Uh, speaking of opening acts, one time I saw Martina McBride who also is fantastic. I'm not really a country fan, but I'm a Martina McBride fan, whatever that means. I like her too, yeah. I saw her at Wolf Trap and she brought the house down. Her vocals, I've never heard anything really match those level of vocals. Uh, But Keith Urban had opened for her and I knew who Keith Urban was at the time and I liked him. He had some great um, guitar work and some great songs on his first album and no one really knew about him, and the same thing. No one was paying attention. People were booing. People were sitting down, and, uh, you know, now he's still very huge. People might know his name just as much as they know Martina McBride's name, if not more.
0: Yeah, he's he's the headliner on the marquee these days, for sure. Yeah. Let's shift gears and go back here to uh, Commerce, Texas. Yeah, by bring back, it back by, to
1: Commerce.
0: Bring it back to Commerce. Um, so... Here we are, uh, we started talking a little bit about some of the influences of, of Ben Queller and, and the different performances that you've seen of him. What um what speaks to you about the song?
1: Oh, well, this song is a great, well, it's got the ooh, ooh, ah, ah. You know, it's got these mm-hmm. extra vocals, got to mention them every time because to me they really add a lot, and I love that Ben Queller does that. And mm-hmm. this song has a lot of um, heavy guitar in it. And the lyrics are so cool. I mean, some of my favorites here, like at the beginning, I got a pet hedgehog drinking <laughs> yeah. Jaeger all day. Yeah. Like what does that even mean? And then right. it's just so great. And that's my yeah. new best friend and disasters her name. He he does that a lot. And then um I remember the line that really that you know, there's always a line that I think is really insightful in all of his songs, but he says this one line and maybe he doesn't mean as much as As I look into it, but he says it involves pain to look inside. And you know, you gotta understand, I was a sophomore in high school when I was listening to this. And, you know, a a line like that, it really meant a lot to me. And I don't know, Mm -hmm. it just really resonated, especially as a teenager. You know, we're all in our little emo phases in 10th grade Mm
0: or, you know, Mm -hmm. first
1: loves and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I just, it's just a cool rock and roll song with crazy. Lyrics that I used to, you remember AIM? It was an instant messenger for all you kids. We used to <laughs> yeah. put lyrics, you know, cryptic lyrics. And, you know, I'm trying to tell someone I like them by putting my favorite yeah. lyrics on there. I would put all of these <laughs> lyrics on there. And, and sometimes I would put that, I got a pet hedgehog drinking Jaeger all day.
0: Yeah. What does it even
1: mean? I'm in 10th yeah. grade. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you you got my crate combo and a baby on the way.
1: Right. I left that part out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about yeah. his equipment, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: jeez. Yeah. So, so, so. yeah.
0: We are talking with Brittany Vallott here on Cover & Cover about Ben Queller's Sha Sha And uh, following Commerce, Texas, we have this beautiful moody piece called In Other Words.
1: Oh, In Other Words. Do
0: you, do you dig this song?
1: You know what? If I had to choose one song off the record you know that i if i had to choose a favorite which would be really hard i would choose this song in other words um i think it's beautiful it's really heartfelt it, the piano is beautiful but what really gets me is the ending i am a sucker for a huge build up mm-hmm. And there's this part, and it's great when you see him live, you know, it kind of slows down. Well, it's a slow song to begin with in the beginning, pretty much. Uh, But he says, what can't stay goes away. Mm -hmm. And he says that a few times. And then he says, it starts stopping when it stops stopping. Who knows what that really means? Um, You know, Mm -hmm. you put your own (laughs) thing. Mm -hmm. They could have thought it sounded really cool. But he starts off real slow, and then he repeats it faster. And faster and faster, and then just you know more music comes in and more oohs and ahs. and then yeah. it just blows up, and it's just so bigger than life. When I was, I mentioned that I was listening to this in the car with my daughter, and I I was just rocking out, and I was like, "Get ready for this! He's really gonna drop the beat here!" And it's just <laughs> she was going crazy, just like me, and and that part yeah. oh, it it really tugged at my heartstrings, if that's even the thing to say. That gets me every time. The ending of, in other words, is my joy in life. <laughs> that's everything I, to say.
0: I also love the build up of the song, and I just, I also love. There's this like subtle little banjo track yes, that's at yes. the tail end. Is like, wait a minute, wait, wait, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't right at the beginning of the build up. That's really super cool. I like yeah, that they,
1: and then they like, then he adds that high. Piano part at the end to just really, it just, I love it. I, it's like, it just makes my heart feel an explosion of happiness. You know, the lyrics also in this song are very beautiful and like the butterflies are passive aggressive and put their problems on the shelf, but they're beautiful.
0: Who ever it's thought of f- butterflies passive aggressive?
1: I don't know. And I don't know if I'll ever know. Like, <laughs> but uh, but you know what? When I was a teenager, I had a fear of butterflies and because somehow they would always find me when I was on the soccer field, and they would just kind of fly into my face and not leave me alone. So I kind of started to be afraid of them because they wouldn't leave me alone. So saying a butterfly is passive-aggressive, I mean, I guess mine were more aggressive, but maybe he's on to something.
0: What position were you playing in the soccer field?
1: Oh, left mid. Left mid always. I was the runner.
0: All right. I was either an outside marking back or occasionally center mid.
1: Oh, center mid is the hardest. I am a no center kind of gal. Do not put me in the center. I don't want to be in charge of anything in the center. So good for you. We're talking
0: with Brittany Vallon here about passive-aggressive butterflies here on Cover (laughs) to Cover with Matt Tarka. But we're really speaking about Ben Queller and his – Debut solo offering, Shasha. Um, after, in other words, what do we have next? We have a song called Walk On Me.
1: Oh, Walk On Me. I
0: really like some of the early-ish lyrics in this track.
2: Right, right. Love,
0: love is supposed to be this bad. Makes you cry mega ultra Mega bad. ultra bad. Mega
1: yeah. ultra. <laughs> and sweet. like I said, who else can say these things? I, I Nobody. know Nobody.
0: I would be laughed out of a room. I don't. I couldn't pull this one off.
1: Right, but and, I love and it. it yeah. It's so, and it's so simple, and um, it's not exactly super rock and roll. He's just kind of singing a song. I do find it interesting. Um, in Ben Quiller albums, he does talk a lot about almost like backstabbing friendships and things like that and, like, liars and, you know, some, not that I want to stereotype or anything, things that you might, but things that you might hear women more often singing about rather than men. Um, uh-huh. So I just think it's interesting. I'd love to know who he's singing these songs about, why, like, who has who has wronged him,
0: mm-hmm. you know? There's a lyric right here that just jumped out of me that says, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't walk all over you, so please don't walk all over me.
1: Right. It makes me wonder if maybe, you know, being in the music industry early on, maybe this was him, like, talking about, like, trying to make sure that he was getting his creative images, you know, having control of that stuff instead of someone else, or I don't know. I guess I've never looked into it or asked him. But I will say that I used to quote this one on my AIM profile as well. Right now I feel like it's all ending. Spit me out, sell me cheap, you'll never, ever, 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 ever teach me to fly. <laughs> Who can <laughs> – I mean, I guess Taylor Swift has said never, ever that much before. But he was the original never, ever, ever, ever.
0: <laughs> he was ever the early early off. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. He got that first.
0: I guess but... you can't copyright language that Yeah, I
1: guess it... – I mean, maybe she had only three Evers and he has four Evers, so maybe that's where the difference lies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no chance of one-upping Ben Queller here on the Evers. Right. Well, yeah. and, you know,
1: again, it's also – his songs also – they also just make me feel good. Um, they have a positive ring about them, and even when he's talking about things that aren't so – positive it's still you know it's a song about making sure no one walks over you and maybe someone's walked all over him and but it's still an upbeat tune
0: right that's the that is the creative genius behind ben queller
1: yeah i try to do that all the time i try to i'm like i'm gonna write songs that are happier you know or a song that's not necessarily happy but it feels happy and it's really hard to do
0: It is. I I wind up being really intense with my lyrics and then (laughs) trying to to be truthful and project that intensity on stage. And sometimes I want to be a little lighthearted, but that's, it's not easy to pull off.
1: No, it's not. And me too. And, and, um, you know, I almost, do you know who Joe Pug is? Uh,
0: I know the name. I should know his music more.
1: Oh, no, it's okay. He's not very well known. I'll send you his music, but, uh, he was, also a contender for me to talk about today, and he's just all heartfelt, just completely. Everything is so deep that sometimes I can't even listen to it. But you know, and that's the beauty and gift that he has. You know, totally. Yeah,
0: we're talking about Ben Queller and Shah Sha with musician Brittany Valant, and you should check out her project, Wall of Trophies. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah, talk
0: about Wall of Trophies.
1: Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, Wall of Trophies, it's the band (laughs) that I'm in with um, fellow bandmate Will Copps. Um, You know, we met in college, and I guess the short story of it all is that he bugged me to keep making music until finally I did. and. We won this contest together to open for Hanson. Got to drop my favorite Hanson in there. (laughs) And then we decided to be in a band together. And uh, we've done a lot of DC shows as uh, a band called Brittany Jean. But uh, then we transformed into just the two of us as a band called Wallet Trophies. And I don't really know what genre we are. We're we're probably a little more alternative, experimental, uh, Mm -hmm. just kind of doing things that uh, we can't usually do live. It's a little more complex, but uh, really fun to do. And we're working on uh, hopefully another album. It's just taking a little longer because of COVID and we don't live in the same state anymore. But when we made our first album, we were living, he was living in Germany and I was living in D.C. and we got it done. So I know we can do it.
0: (laughs) The The beauty and the power of the interwebs
1: Yes, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I got to give credit to him though because yeah. I don't I don't really know how to do that. I just send my <laughs> stuff and he takes care of the rest and um <laughs> but it's been a beautiful friendship and uh, a wonderful experience to be in a band together and I look forward to sharing all the new music with anyone who wants to listen.
0: Yeah, we'll be dropping, you know, a couple of links as to where you can Discover Wall of Trophies, where you can uh, track their whereabouts, so to speak, online, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, So, back to Ben Queller here. There's a song uh, that follows the one that we just spoke about, which was Walk On Me, and that is Make It Up. You know, real quick here, this this record is just sequenced so well. Oh, yeah. uh, Sonically, just an observation. Uh, What say you about Make It Up?
1: So Make It Up is always really interesting. Um, You know, like I said, I was a sophomore in high school. And so this song, I liked it, but uh, I never really knew what he was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about still. But what I love about this song is that at the end he kinda starts getting angry almost and he's saying, Have you made up your mind? It's the only way and he's just kinda like screaming it. Yeah. And uh and then at the end he's he's kinda quiet and he says, I still think we should meditate and it's just, <laughs> just yeah. like a crazy wonderful roller coaster of a song.
0: Absolutely. I have nothing to add.
1: <laughs> <laughs> will, and oh, I got to say again, though, if we look at the lyrics of this song, too, though, it sounds yeah. like he's breaking up with somebody or I don't know. I think he's been yeah. he's been with his girlfriend for a long time. So I don't I don't think it's about a girl. I, I almost feel like it's more about friendships most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I remember he has this line. We can't even look into our eyes. We're not the same inside. We can mm-hmm. let it change. Our lives can braid. Hmm. Uh, I thought that was so beautiful.
0: Yeah, the word Our braid. Our
1: braid, yeah. Yeah,
0: like, like coalescing. You know, we can still, like, be friends.
1: Somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I just really love that. And like I said, at the end, when he builds it up and he, you know, takes it to another level and starts yelling, have you made up your mind? Um, I remember feeling that. <laughs> feeling that <laughs> in my bones.
0: <laughs> After... um. After, excuse me, make it up, we have a track called No Reason. Um, oh. He sh- he, there's a little shout out to Ben Queller. He refers to himself as BK.
1: BK, baby! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he does that a lot. And once again, like, it's not cool to do that. You know, I can't say, like, BB. Right. You know, <laughs> song, or MT. Right. And, he can do it, and he does not care. he does not apologize. he is so cool.
0: Let me go hide, find a box to put b k inside. Things are so well with blowing shit up, only you could tell
1: This song is pure <laughs> ridiculousness
0: and there are people driving in their cars and meeting on Mars, and kids are sleeping under the stars today i mean that's if that isn't some sort of teenage euphoria, living outside, not a care in the world, perhaps getting stoned outside. That would be
1: uh, I'm sure talking about a Yeah. But also, what's really interesting about this song is that the chorus, to me, there's nothing catchy or beautiful or remarkable about it. And Ben Queller, I love you if he ever listens to this. But it's so weird and unique, and it works. I mean, he's basically just singing, oh, reason, reason. Bizarre, but I love it. I love it so much. And um, there's one uh, verse here that I really loved. It says, I'm going against every person that I once walked with. Things are happening. My cat is sleeping, and my jade tree's dying. <laughs> I love that.
0: It's, it's beautiful and in lighthearted. Yeah, yeah,
1: and you know, I I find myself wondering: Was his jade tree really dying? And it's it's a great lyric. I would never be able to talk about my cat or my jade tree in my songs. I wish I could, but I'm not as cool as BK. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: once again, we have this theme going against every person that I once walked with. What is going on? What is he talking about? It's a mystery.
0: It, It sounds like there there are people in his circle or you know for lack of a better word that are jealous and resentful of things that he's he's been after either right. musically or personally and you know he's he's cutting bait
1: right right that's what it sounds like it mm-hmm. really does and then there's this this really great line at the very beginning there's there are ripples in my tea cuz an earthquake's coming mm-hmm. i don't know i love it
0: yeah like a calm before the storm type of thing
1: right He's, and, petting, and,
0: he's petting his cat and, you know, shit's at the fan.
1: Right, right. It's just like a, and it's just an awesome rock and roll song. I don't know. He's talking about a whole bunch of stuff in this song. No reason. There's no reason of or rhyme of what's going on in this song, yeah. but I love it.
0: There's no reason to cry. It's like stir sentimentality. Like, let's just keep going.
1: Right, yeah. right. I think you're I think you're onto something
0: there. We're we're doing our best here. Talking with Brittany Valance here about Ben Queller's Sha Sha. The next track on our list is a tune called Lizzie. Really cool, quiet calmness. There's this uh this word that I truthfully didn't I don't know what it still means. Can you mm. describe what the word day is? is?
1: Dianew. No? Yeah. What does uh, that mean? Well, I think it means like till then or see you later. I don't know. Let's translate. What does that mean? It oh wait, okay, wait, no, I looked at I looked at the wrong thing. die okay. a new. Uh oh okay, so it's in oh is it in Hebrew? It would have sufficed, it's enough. I do know that, you know, Ben Queller. His middle name is Hebrew, and I think his middle name means heart. Okay. Um, and then um, he named his son's middle name is Wolf. So, like, together they're, like, the heart of the wolf. How cool is that?
0: I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So awesome. Okay, well, yeah. stand by on what Dianu means. I think it's some kind of Hebrew um, saying enough. Uh, it's
0: yeah. like you're on the right track. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> Day in Hebrew is enough, and you knew the first pearl to us, enough to us. Okay. The song's about being grateful to God for all the gifts he gave the Jewish people. Okay, well, you know, this is a love song. So mm-hmm. maybe it means I'm grateful for you. to me, I always thought it was like him saying, till I see you again, like I love you. Mm-hmm. I, I figured that's what it meant.
0: And he goes through these different communication mediums like telegraphs and telegrams and telephones.
1: It is, so Lizzie has a very special place in my heart. Um, So Lizzie, okay, for everyone who's listening, Lizzie is about his girlfriend at the time. They ended up, they met very young, I want to say when he was like 16, um, maybe even earlier, because he has a song called 13, but um, and they ended up getting married. They have two kids together and you can just tell by the way he sings and talks about her that he thinks the world of this woman and I remember the first time I heard this song it has such a beautiful acoustic guitar um, I had to learn it and I was just learning guitar and this was one of the first songs I ever learned on the hmm. guitar is and it still I actually your what's that?
0: Is it still in your set list?
1: Sometimes it is it is one of the only songs that I like continue to cover in my life I just a very, you know, early phase solo album thing and I had Lizzie on there and it was just one of the songs I always played and it gained a lot of meaning for me because um although it's a love song from Ben Queller to Lizzie, um he says lifeguard of the year and um my husband and I met as lifeguards. And so I used to sing this to him. Mm-hmm. Um and it actually, this might sound odd, but we actually, uh, this is a song we danced to at our wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, so, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's just a beautiful song. And Ben has yeah. meant so much to me that I wanted yeah. him at my wedding. But, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I don't know. There's something so pure and so sweet about this song. That um, And then the whole lifeguard thing, that it just always seemed right. And and just, I love that he says, I'm so proud to know you. And I feel like people Mm. say, I love you, I miss you. But you don't really find people saying, I'm so proud to know you. And I always thought that was so beautiful.
0: That's a tremendous amount of respect for somebody, anybody that you've become close with some way hopefully positively and you know the fact that you right. literally altered a human being for the good is just I think that's incredible
1: yeah and and I love how he he how he says like mama said you know that's definitely once again like I can't say something like that in the song that I write I can't say like mama said but the way he does it it almost sounds to me like he's talking to his mom about this girl he really loves and yeah, I don't, it just sounds so uh, intimate and so young love, but real love. And especially as a teenager, you know, I, I did meet my husband when I was 16, but I probably heard this song when I was 14 or 15. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just really, it really has, I, I'm looking at it now and I, it's just so beautiful. And uh Yeah.
0: We're chatting with Brittany Vallant here on Cover to Cover about Lizzie from Ben Queller's debut record, Sha Sha. Sharing Sha. Sha Sha, sharing stories, sharing the meaningful lyrics of Ben Queller and how Brittany connects to so many of these songs. Um after Lizzie, we have a tune called Harriet's Got a Song and this, the, the previous track was really kind of on the mellowish, more acoustic-laced side of things, and this just opens up with this real crunchy electric guitar. So it's a <laughs> it's a real it's a beautiful song too, but a real departure in sound. Um, what do you think about this track?
1: Yeah, well you're right. I mean you have that beautiful soft ending of Lizzie, and then you've got I don't stand a chance in this the- fucked up world. Am I allowed to say that word?
0: <laughs> yeah, we we have an E rating, explicit.
1: <laughs> and he just, I mean, dives right into it. What the hell is this song about? I have no idea. Um, but this song, the end of it especially, is so rockin'. Uh, it's just, uh, what does he say? Um, he says, uh, he starts doing do-do-do's, and then the... The electric guitar builds up and he starts yelling, I love it when the when there's a a build up to this and join yeah. the
0: Wiccan church.
1: So yeah, what is you know, I I feel like maybe him and Lizzie like we're Wiccan or something at a time. Um but I love everywhere you go one hundred percent. And and then what I love about it is he kinda goes crazy in that whole verse. I mean, heavy guitar yelling. And then he goes back to this little what is it like a Glockenspiel or a xylophone, you, yeah, and you just kind of playful yeah and and then it goes back to heavy guitar again, and I don't know, I just love that about it. uh it's kind of a weird, funky song with no organization, no rules to it, just rocking out whenever he wants, and I have no idea who Harriet is.
0: I don't know, but if he's asking, won't you be my friend, won't you be my neighbor, I can't help but think of something playful like and, and heartfelt like Mr. Rogers. Right. Yeah. Right. A weird, I... weird juxtaposition of sounds because Mr. Rogers is so sincere and tender and this song is just really like <laughs> in your face and aggressive.
1: It, yeah, you're right. And But there is this one line at the very beginning, and I always thought that was beautiful. But your brand new eyes shrink me to a size. So good. Brand new eyes. Yeah, who knows? This To me, it, this just kind of seems like a song that he was having fun with, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, like a playful, mischievous song.
0: I like the idea of uh, the new school took romance and messed it up real bad. So it sounds like... Harriet might be a little bit younger than Lizzie. And, and uh, Ben, if he's truly singing about himself here, is, I don't know, maybe he feels like an elder statesman here. He knows a certain kind of love, but oh,
2: yeah.
0: the dynamics now, he's just is trying to, to comprehend why things have changed between yeah. the time he was with Lizzie and the time he's with presumably Harriet. I could be way off here, Brittany. I'm just, uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just ri- I'm just riffing here on, you know. <laughs>
1: I love it though. I don't know. Lyrical
0: dissection. You
1: know, I don't know if people have dissected Ben Queller's lyrics the way that they dissect, you know, say Taylor Swift's lyrics or anything. But I would love to have a community of people to talk. I actually like Ben Queller just to tell us <laughs> what he wrote these songs about.
0: It would be interesting if you chimed in. <laughs> oh, you are
1: welcome to chime in any time, BK. Yeah,
0: after Harriet's got us on, we have a track called Fallen, which just opens with a reference to Dallas. And incidentally, he uh, grew up about 40 or 50 miles outside of Dallas. So we're taking right. things back a bit.
1: And I feel like this song um, was in at least one movie. I think it was an Adam Sandler movie. Um they kind of had it in there for a little bit. And I think it's been in another movie, too. It was it was a big, it might have been the single after Wasted and Ready. I feel like it was a lot more um, mainstream, possibly. But beautiful song and uh, beautiful lyrics, beautiful piano, and a great chorus. And, you know, of course, it's got the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And I love that and uh, in the end it really builds on those vocals and he has babas going everywhere and you know just mm-hmm. it's, and it's not what i like is that it's all his vocals it's not a chorus of people it's not girls or it's just him just him layering his vocal ideas and it it really brings a lot of texture to it and it really makes me just Really feel into the song and just get helps me get lost in it. I love that.
0: I love this song too, and I, for some reason, I was envisioning this one as something that could carry over to the project that he had with Ben Folds and Ben Lee, the Bens. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I just for some reason thought. Wonder if that song made it in their set list? If they ever decided know. to cover each other.
1: I would have loved. I don't know. I found out about the Bends when they were already over. Um you know, they didn't have a very long stay with each other and and I don't know how if they tour a lot together or what, but man, what a what a show to have seen if it was a couple of live shows. I can't think of three more interesting songwriters and performers to put together. The the verses that I love in falling is we could talk if days weren't so fast and mistakes just leave it so unsure. want to hold you like never before because we're falling and I love you more and more. I don't know. And then he goes, that's when it really builds up. And it's just a a beautiful, just a beautiful song.
0: <laughs> that concludes the entire ATO Records version of Ben Queller's Sha Sha um Brittany, I like to ask this question after we talk about um after we talk about songs and it's it's always about cover art, and we know it well as musicians music lovers know cover art just as well um We live in this crazy world where so much of what we uh process or consume is digital um and but one thing that you know seems to be a constant with every release is some sort of cover art even if it's just the front cover um when you look at this particular cover from Ben Queller on his debut record Shasha what kinds of imagery has conjured up in your mind um how just generally how does it how does it speak to you and do you think it's an accurate representation of the kinds of music or the kinds of songs that you're about to take in an experience
1: i think it's a very accurate representation because for those of you listening it's ben queller he's probably like very young this picture could be from when he's 16 to 18 he's (laughs) got one of those hats on like a it looks like a winter hat with flaps
2: Uh uh-huh
1: and he's brushing his teeth probably in a dorm bathroom it looks like a like a public school bathroom with like that tile on the wall. Mm -hmm. And it is so unlike anything you will see or have seen as a album cover, possibly, um, especially a (laughs) debut, like a bigger album. And it is very accurate because he was unlike anybody else. He, He was kind of, in his own world and his own genre and unique and quirky and maybe quirky is a really good thing for it too. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had um, a little card. I still have it somewhere. I don't know how, I think I found it before I even knew about him. I have this card and it just has this cover on it and you just hold, you just like you keep it in your wallet and it just has his album cover as a hard plastic card. Yeah. And um, I just really loved it. It 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 does really just show what this was and who he was, it, like an underdog that nobody mm-hmm. knew. A lot of people still don't know who he is, but, mm-hmm. boy, he has a lot of, of talent yeah. to share, for sure. And he can do whatever he wants. There are no rules for Ben Quiller. That's what this cover says, too. There are no rules for this man.
0: I love how stark it is, and I love how bright red the toothbrush is. And when I think about somebody brushing their teeth, I think about starting over or starting a new day. And I oh, wonder, yeah. I wonder if the, it seems like there are a lot of thematic elements where we've talked about, you know, whether it's new love or a new breakup. I wonder if that was something that he was just thinking about. Like, here I am. I'm you know, it's, it's another day. How do I get through
1: that? I had never thought of it that way as if, you know, brushing your teeth is the thing in the morning to me. Um, but I think it's a really, that could be right on and it makes a lot more sense, but it also reminds me of, <laughs> to me, it almost looks like he had a bunch of pictures in his digital camera and he was like, I don't know that one.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like I don't know, you know, it's just like there's nothing particularly uh, memorable other than it's an album cover. But this is just, it's just a picture of somebody, like, and not even a good quality picture.
0: Brittany Vallant of Wall of Trophies, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you about Ben Queller's debut record, Shasha. Thanks so much for coming on the program.
1: Oh, yeah, no, thank you so much. It really has been a joyful excuse for me to, Uh, dive back into Ben Queller, which has really cheered me up when I really needed it. And it's just been such a welcome joy and distraction. So I thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me about something that I really love and means a lot to me.
0: All right, my special thanks to Brittany Vallant for taking some time to stop by the program today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it's on Google, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you like to dial into your favorite podcast. Take a moment to tell some friends and some of your family about our show. Let us know how much you like our show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in those search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at cover cover conversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jared Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.